0: It would happen that the one day I'm supposed to speak this week, I woke up and my voice was almost gone this morning. So You, know, you always wonder, is that the Holy Spirit? Does that saying something? <laughs> uh, trying to keep it quiet. Um, well, I'm really glad to be here with you tonight. Um, it was a real privilege to get to our family to get to be with many of you at the retreat last week. Um, it was one of the most relaxing retreats that I have ever been to. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun, too. There was an intense uh, game of something called Power Grid. Is that what they're I never found out who won that game. Did Seth, Seth? And, not, and he's not here. Okay. I was going to try to embarrass whoever won, but he's not here. Um and I was just thinking about how good you guys are at staying on theme. You know, that that, that game kind of went throughout the whole retreat. This game about power, and we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and I just commend you for it. Even when you're relaxing, and resting, just staying on theme. It's very impressive. <clears throat> so, tonight, we're gonna look at 1 Corinthians 12, and I'll have several verses up on, on the screen. Um, but you are always welcome to follow along in your Bibles or on your, um, on your phone or however you like to read. Um, this chapter is just chock full of great stuff, and we're just going to be looking at a little bit. Really, this whole section of this letter is is so good. Um, I started writing out thoughts about it, and um, I wrote out about an hour's worth of thoughts and said, I said, Charles, you sure? 20 minutes? He's like, yes, Paul, 20 minutes. <laughs> So there's many good things that we could talk about. We're going to focus on just a few. Um, I also don't know kind of where everybody is at tonight. I I mean, I'm a guest here. I know many of you, but I don't know um, kind of where you're at on your spiritual journey. How many of you that have been walking with Jesus have been uh, have had the Holy Spirit dwelling in you for maybe uh, a lot of time, maybe um, uh, decades. Maybe it's just been a, a few months, maybe a few years. Maybe some people are still exploring that. And so we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts tonight. And so I thought maybe if somebody was walking in for the first time, they might think, oh, spiritual gifts. So, so if I jump in in this boat that you guys are in, I get a gift, huh? The answer is yes. You get, you get lots of gifts. Uh, the Holy Spirit just wants to uh, fill us up and give us spiritual gifts. And we receive so many gifts uh, from being in a relationship with God through Christ. Um, That it's unbelievable what we receive through that relationship, and He does call. It's it's something that we also are turning from things too. It's not just a receive only relationship. We're joining Him in mission, like uh, you guys did just a moment ago. Um, But yeah, we are. uh, The Holy Spirit, I think, is looking to give us uh, as much as we're willing to, to seek and receive. So we're going to talk about that a bit today. Um. Let's go ahead and read verses 4 through 7. Um, This is 1 Corinthians 12. Um, Sorry if I'm in the way of a few of you. Maybe Tommy and Melinda, sorry. Um, 1 Corinthians 12. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. And We're skipping to verse 6. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Or as the NIV reads, uh, is given to us for the common good. And so one of the things about spiritual gifts is we receive them, uh, and there's a diverse array of gifts, and, and we all get to play in this game. This is not just for a select few people. The Spirit wants to pour out on every single person that is part of the family of God. He wants to give spiritual gifts. And there's a lot of them. They're diverse. And yet there's one source. There's just one source that we get these from, from the Spirit Himself. And they're used for a common purpose. They're used for the building up of of the body. And we'll look at this phrase, the body of Christ, in just a minute. They're for the common good of the community. And I believe they're also to propel us on mission. He equips us to do the mission that he asks us to, to join in him with. And so the gifts um, are there so that we could help each other. And, you know, one of the things, as I read this chapter, one of the messages that I really wanted to get across is that each of us has an important role to play in the community of God. We're equipped in that by the Spirit. He give, he's given you a gift in order that you can do something that's going to build up this, this church. Everybody everybody has that. Okay, um, Each of us is valuable in the community and in the mission of God. Because the Spirit is pouring Himself out on you. He wants to give you a gift. And so that's really important that each of you understands that. That each of us understands that. Let's jump ahead um, and look at verse 12. And then I'm going to, I kind of skipped around because there's a lot to this analogy he's going to do of us as the community of God, as a picture of the body. Um, Well, he compares it to the, the body, the anatomy, but it's the body of Christ. So verse 12, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. And then we're going to skip down to verses 18 and 19. But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange would a body be if it only had one part? Uh, And then he he compares it to some different uh, parts, comparing themselves to each other. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, this is verse 22. Some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. So all of us are parts of the body, he says. Each, each part has an important role to play. And there's going to be some parts that are more visible, that you see. They, they are kind of the upfront parts of the body. He says there's a lot of parts that you don't see as much, but they are extremely valuable. And they need special honor. They need to be honored and, and have received special care. Now, I, I'd like for us to kind of take a second to discuss this, um, and, and rather than just throwing out a question, what I'd like for you to do is just grab one person beside you or maybe two people and make sure everybody has somebody to discuss this with. I just have some questions for us just to spend just a minute on, uh, just give your, your first thoughts. The questions are, how do we value the diverse gifts that God gives us? And the second question is, how do we provide special care to the parts or people that seem less visible? Sweet. So, Go for either one of those questions that interests you and just grab the person next to you and, and, and talk about that for a moment. Take about 30, 45 more seconds. Let someone else share if they have a gun to share yet. Finish your thought, and let's refocus up to the front. Did anything particularly uh, surprising or interesting come up in any any uh, quick reflections on this? Yeah. Don't know what your gifts are. That is a that's a great starting point, and it's something as we value the diversity of the body in the sense that God has given out gifts. We want to help each other find those. And we're going to talk about some specific gifts that are mentioned in this chapter in just a second. But um, just my opinion is that the best way to find out what your gifts are are to participate in mission as you uh, uh, signed up for tonight, kind of in front of everybody. And often the community itself is going to to see those gifts in you. And they're gonna, you're going to have people say, I, you know, you're, you're great at doing this. And this is also an encouragement just for the body to be thinking this way. When you see somebody that does something well, and you see like, okay, that, that, was, that was great what I just saw. Just tell them that, okay? Just encourage them in that way. Because usually it's through that feedback in the, in the body that I sense that people get to know their gifts. And some of it is us kind of stepping out and trying something, and maybe we're like, oh, I'm no good at that. But, you know, just let, uh, just as we participate, uh, see how the body responds and ask other people. Because we can do these kind of self-perception, you know, take a, a survey, I think I'm good at this. And we can, we can find some things out through those. But I, I really think um, it's through the, the community that we really discover what these gifts are. Um, any, other, any other surprising or interesting thought come up?
1: We talk about celebrating celebrating and telling stories about people who have gifts that are less visible. Yeah. And and trying to support and resource um, people or ministries that are less visible, that are really important to the work of our church. So there's some ways that we value that diversity.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's a great idea. And not something that, you know, we see a whole lot of how good it would be see. <clears throat> okay, so let's jump into the gifts themselves that are mentioned in this chapter. Um, verses 8 through 11 mention they have a list of gifts. Um, and, and what I've done is just... Uh, I, I've listed them up on the screen here. I don't know if you can, you can see that uh, clearly. And it depends on kind of what your translation is, how it, how it says it. What translations do you guys have on the that? T-N-I-B. T-N-I-B, okay. And so um, uh, the ones that are listed in this section... Um, a word, or message of wisdom, uh, a word, or message of knowledge. Faith, the idea that we have faith. Uh, someone has a gift of faith, you can imagine that. They really, they believe what God has said and they're, they're ready to act on that faith. Um, healing, the gifts of miracles. Uh, prophecy, when we talk about prophecy, I don't think it's, it's right to think um, if, if Tommy has the gift of prophecy That he's kind of the church horoscope That you go to him and say He's going to win the game next week That's not the type of prophecy I think that most of the time Is what the Bible is referring to Think more Old Testament prophet. Think more I've got I see something that, that God's put something within, within me That I have to share I see something that's wrong with the world I see something that needs to be called out At the church And it's burning within me I need to share it Think that in terms of pro- prophetic Ministry think that in terms of creatively figuring out how to express that to the community. Um, Other one is distinguishing spirits: is what's happening here is that of God or is it not of God? Um, And then uh, tongues and interpretations of tongues. Just remember, tongues is a is a different way of saying language. And so, um, one of the things about this, as I studied it more, it we don't know exactly what these looked like in this church 2,000 years ago. Um, one of my uh, professors wrote a, a book about it said, we in fact know amazingly little about what these indiv- individual gifts look like in practice. So in some, to some extent, we're going based on what the words mean to us in their translation and what we've been able to experience in, in, uh, in our experience of the Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to pick the top two because... Um, in my experience, there's been, uh, I've had some uh, moments where I, I've seen what I feel like God at work in ways that, that are powerful that I kind of want to encourage uh, this community towards. Um, so, kind of the second one, the like, uh, gift of knowledge. And we can think of people in the church that just are, are knowledgeable people. Some of us are, you know, we, we are destined for scholarship. We are good at, at knowing things. Um, and I think that is a gift in itself. I also think there are some specific times when when God will give someone a specific bit of knowledge. And usually I think that that is to be shared with someone else in the community. And um, sometimes maybe you've experienced this before where someone in, in uh, the, the body, someone in the community of faith uh, comes to you and they have something that they, they feel like. God would would like you to know some kind of bit of knowledge. Um, I've had people and this may sound weird to you, depending on your uh, uh, where you're coming from, what your experience has been. I've had people in prayer have said, I feel like uh, God is showing me uh, this and they've shared either a word or sometimes it's been a a picture that they uh, have seen or it's been some sort of message. They didn't always know what it would mean to me. But time and again, um, when that's happened, it has meant something to me, and it's been something that has, has propelled me on to, to greater faith and greater relationship in God. Now, um, I, a message uh, or a word of wisdom. Now, we, we understand the idea that people we need wise people among us. We want to seek after wisdom. We can ask God for wisdom. Um, and some people are just going to be wise people among us. So kind of with knowledge, there's going to be knowledge people, knowledgeable people among us. That can be a gift. There can be wise people among us. That can be a gift. And also I think that sometimes that plays itself out, and again in specific ways and in instances, where someone is able to to look at what God is doing, maybe in the sense of you're you're talking to them about what's happening in your life, and they say, I sense that what God is doing in your life is this. I feel like what God is trying to tell you is this. And so it's kind of an interpretive word. Uh, someone is able to interpret what God is doing. Maybe if if, if I'm able to come in and I say, I see what, what's happening in this community. And what I sense that God is, is doing in this community is this. And it's an interpretation saying, I think we need to keep our eyes open to what he's doing here. And so um, that sort of... Those messages where God's spirit might give something for the community, whether it's a specific piece of knowledge where they might not. If someone if you had a piece of knowledge to share, you might not understand exactly what the purpose of that was. But if you had wisdom, the idea was it would be that you have um, the ability to kind of interpret what's going on for the benefit of a person or community. Does that make any sense? I don't know if you're if you have experienced that before, but I've I've seen um, that at work, especially in times of prayer and really where this has uh, become a more um, important part of my uh, walk as a disciple is in times of prayer in groups where we don't just uh, talk to God, kind of our our list of what we need to say, not even just our, our praise to God. But we spend time listening. We spend time saying, God, what is there anything specific that you'd like to to share with um, this person right now? And often a a scripture will come into my mind when I'm doing that or something, you know, some kind of question or something like that. And as I share that, I sense that God's spirit works within the community uh, to really bless each other in ways that we're not just going to be able to come up with. On our own, if it's our own intellect, our own ability, uh, trying to minister to each other, um, I feel like when we listen for God in those moments, especially in those prayer moments, that He's going to give us special insight into how to uh, bless each other, how to uh, help each other grow. He's going to share things that we wouldn't otherwise get. Um, now, again, that's from my experience. I don't know exactly what this looked like in this church, and you may have other experiences, and that's okay. I just wanted to share that that bit. When it comes to spiritual gifts, and we're talking about what gifts there are, um, this is one list in First Corinthians. At the end of the chapter, there's another list of, of gifts and roles that the Spirit gives out. In another letter that Paul writes, he writes another list that has some different gifts. And so I think the reason he mentions these gifts to the Corinthians is because this is the sort of thing um, that he wanted to focus on in their community. These were specific gifts that they were seeing and that he wanted to teach them about. I don't think it's it's essential or necessarily a great idea for us to try to figure out exactly what all the gifts are and what all they mean. And so we can kind of compartmentalize exactly what the gifts are are that are available to us Um, I'd like for us to kind of imagine it kind of from the flip side, which would be what would be God's perspective on spiritual gifts. Imagine for a second that um, that as the body of Christ, as the community, um, we are all uh, spiritually building something together. We're building a house together and the Holy Spirit is the head contractor and we're going to build, you know, we need to build a chimney. So he, he gives out the tools that are needed to build the chimney. He says, okay, we need a staircase over here. I'm going to give you the the gifts that are needed to build this staircase. Um, This wall needs to be taken down. So here's the sledgehammers. You get what I was trying to say. There's a pragmatic element to the gifts in that the Spirit has a goal for our community. He knows what needs to happen in this community. He knows what mission he wants this church to be on. And so he can give out the tools that are needed to accomplish the task that he wants to see in this community. Sometimes it's tempting to try to figure out, well, what, you know, what gifts are there? What what's available for us today? What's not available? And there's great debates about that. And those are not unimportant in our study of that. But if I could just encourage you towards one thing, I would suggest that we approach the spirit as the source of our power, as the source of gifts. And we say, I want to know you more. I want to I want to trust you to give and pour out the gifts that are needed for this community for the mission that you have called us to and and I want those. I want you to give us more. There's a verse that is uh, later on not in chapter 12, but I'm going to uh, scoot over to chapter 14. It, uh, I think it's the next one or the or the slide after that. Um chapter 13 is all about how love is is the the central focus of how to use the gifts. And one, one kind of warning is that if we're seeking the Spirit as a community and if, if the Spirit pours Himself out on us and we receive these gifts, one of the temptations is going to be to start thinking, oh, this is this is about me and getting excited and and, and being excited about what you've received and then wanting to, to use that even to the detriment of what's happening in the community. And that's exactly what happened in the Corinthian church. They didn't have a problem receiving gifts or, you know, they were excited to get as many gifts as they could get, but... Then they were they were not very good about using those in a way that was for the benefit of the whole community. They got excited about hey I have this gift and I'm going to use it and I'm going to you know even if you're saying if you're speaking over here I'm going to I'm going to use my gift and get in the way. So one of the temptations that might happen is God pours Himself out in the storyline and we start to to get excited about what He's given me to do. So one of the lessons of the Corinthian letter is hey this is about us this is about what God wants to do in us. And so, again, I, I would suggest that we, we come to him and say, what, whatever gifts, whatever tools you want to give us as a community, we're ready. We, we'd like to receive those. Um, that verse in, in chapter 14 says, Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. And why he picks that one out is because that's one that's going to be beneficial to the community. And he's comparing that to, to some other things that were happening in the community. He says, eagerly desire the gifts. So yeah, we're gonna, you're going to receive a gift when, you, uh, when the Spirit uh, fills you up. He, he promises you're going to receive a gift, but that's not all. You can eagerly desire gifts. And you might see, as you look at the community that you're part of, you can look at your missional community or you can look at Storyline as a whole and say, you know, we really need more of this. I, I, I sense a, a gap here. You say, Spirit, I don't know if I'm the right person for the job, but would you give me the ability to accomplish that? You can ask Him for that. It's the Spirit that decides how the gifts are put out. He decides what, what tools are given, but you can ask Him for that. And so I encourage you to, to think along those lines. Be open to what He might want to do here. Be open to Him pouring out gifts on us. And be open to what... Uh, uh, and if you see a gap, ask for those gifts in particular. There's so much, there's so much we could talk about. I'm, I'm just trying to, to narrow down uh, where we go from here. But I think what would be most appropriate is for us um, to have a moment where uh, we respond. And this is not just what God's doing tonight, but I sense what God's been doing in this community the last couple months. Um, the journey that he's taken you on And so There's going to be a time where we have to uh, Sing and worship in the Songs that Josh has particularly picked out On this theme and on this topic But what I'd like for this to be Is a chance also for us To have a moment with the Spirit To say, Spirit um, I'd like more of you I'd like to know what gifts um, I have I'd like to to seek new gifts What What else could I what else? How else could I be a part of this community? How else could I bless the body that I'm a part of? And there's going to be, I think there's going to be a few of us that, if you don't know what to pray, but you'd like to pray, um, there'll be a few of us kind of on the sides or I guess towards the back. And um, just come and, and there's nothing special about us. We are not have to figure it out or anything, but just I, we'd like to pray with you if you'd like to pray for those things. So whether you're, you're you're seeking him in song or in prayer where you're at or whether you'd like to pray uh, with someone uh, here in a few minutes. Uh, Josh, come on up and let's have this time together.